W.E. Crew, Dan O'Mac, Big Kaz, Jaybird, and your host, Brokowski. Another great episode, and better yet, I am back. So is Jaybird. We're back from vacation. We're here to Woo. get things rocking and rolling again, once again. Kind of get things back to normal. Normal, and uh, we got a very special guest on with us today. It's not too often that we actually have somebody that we were just so shortly sitting next to, talking and watching about wrestling, to now actually being able to go talk and watch him wrestle in the ring. As we have the boy next door, Xander, by now with us today. Xander, what's up, bro? What's up, guys? How's it going? Absolutely fantastic. Like I said, man, we're really excited to have you on. Uh, it's it's pretty cool. Like it's uh, you're actually the first friend that I had that was a fan with me, and then actually took the step to the next level and get in the ring. So I'm real excited to have you on today. Um, but we're going to talk, get into your origin story a little bit here and find out how you actually found wrestling. Was it the video games? Was it through your childhood at some point? How'd you come across wrestling? Um, so for me, I remember my dad just had it on um, randomly. Like he came home from work one day and just kind of put on, it was SmackDown. Um, this was 2014. So I was like, okay, I'll check this out, see what's up. And I remember... Um, it was Dolph Ziggler. He cut a promo. Um, that was the first thing I saw because we we tuned in kind of like halfway. Um, but I was like, okay, this is cool. He seems cool enough. I got to watch to see what happens next. And then uh, the main event for that show was uh, Dolph Ziggler, Cesaro, and Tyson Kidd, the Intercontinental Championship. And I just remember watching that, and I was like, I was like, this is crazy. Like, I got to do this. <laughs> like, I, I got to be a part of this somehow. So who were some of your favorites during that era? Um, Dolph Ziggler will always be my favorite wrestler. Um, but then as I started watching it more and I was, and I kind of like grew up and I wasn't like, cause back then, you know, you had to cheer for all the baby faces, all that, you know? Um, but now it's like Chris Jericho is top tier. I like Chris Jericho a lot. Um, Seth Rollins is another guy like from that time period, I think Dolph Ziggler and Seth Rollins are like, up here and then everybody else was like down here for me yeah, i really dig uh both those guys and uh, ziggler helped get me back into wrestling because his cash in his very first cash money in the bay cash in that's when i turned the channel and started watching wrestling again after a couple years off but anyway back in uh 2014 i think T impact was tna at that time we were strictly just watching raw and smackdown or did you watch any tna at that point too uh I, it took a couple of, I want to say like six months before I realized anything else uh, like existed outside of WWE. 
but I remember watching TNA or Impact or whatever it was uh, in the EC3. It was the episode where EC3 beat Kurt Angle for the Impact Championship. Um, so I, I thought it was cool to see something different and different faces. Um, so I started watching Impact like regularly after that. Uh, that was the same time I found Ring of Honor too. So yeah, it took a while, but I eventually started to uh, find smaller, big, big time wrestling shows. Yeah, who are some of your favorites from Ring of Honor? Oh man, uh, when I started watching Ring of Honor, I remember it was strange because it was like on at like three o'clock in the morning. Uh, was the only time I could get it. I was so I was like, oh man, I was like twelve years old. I was like, I gotta stay up to watch Ring of Honor. Um, back then there were guys like Michael Elgin was super big. Um, like Michael Elgin, uh, in the Kingdom had like just formed at that point, something like that. Um, so like Adam Cole was in Ring of Honor at that time, and I mean Truth Martini. You know, I'm unbiased as that sounds. Truth Martini was the guy that kind of drew me into Ring of Honor. And uh, fast forward a couple of years, and he's the guy that helped me get where I am. So, yeah. Before we actually get into your training, I got a few more for you. Um, what about uh, favorite match? You got any other favorite matches other than the first one that you watched on SmackDown? Uh, I really like. Um, that's hard because there's so many like really good matches. Uh, that one's just always been my answer when everybody asked what my favorite one was because it had a meaning to me, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, but just out of recent memory, it's easier for me to pick out matches that I've liked that have happened more recently because I watched them happen live rather than going back to it. Um, so like, man, there've been so many good ones. Uh, shoot. Another one of your favorites. It doesn't got to be a specific one. <clears throat> uh, well, I went back recently and I rewatched uh, Money in the Bank 2011. Uh, the Punk and Cena match was the main event. CM Punk and John Cena. And that one that one stood out to me, as, again, is like really good. Like compared to everything else I was watching at the time, that just stood out to me. I'm not sure. So that's definitely up there, too. Um, then, you, then you have the classics like... Uh, Bret Hart versus Owen Hart at WrestleMania 10. You know, that's always that's always going to be high up on my list, too. Um, so, yeah. So, what about rolling into, like, the indies, like, Pro Wrestling All-Stars and the BCWA's Clashes, Metros? When did you start finding those around town? Um, so, what happened with that, so, I'm trying to remember how I found out about it. I think I just looked up randomly. I was like, you know what? Let me see if there's any wrestling going on, like, in the area. I wasn't sure if it was going to be indie shows, Ring of Honor, whatever. And uh, I Googled it, and the only thing that came up was uh, XICW, January of 2019. So I was like, you know what? That's in, like, three days. Uh, let me see what's going on and see if I can go. And uh, we went there, and that card was stacked. Oh, man. The main event was Levi Blue versus Dre Jacobs for the XICW championship. Uh, but then there was another, there was so many like great 
even like big names like Michael Elgin, Madman Fulton, Congo Kong, you know, and it was just so it was so crazy to me that there are people that do this like back then I was thinking like it's crazy that there are people that do it and they aren't like on national TV because I was watching this and I was thinking, man, these guys are like insane. Like they're really good and they should be on TV. But yeah, and then I just started looking into it more you know, get on Facebook, look into it. And then it just started. Eventually, there was one point where I was, I swear to you, I was going to a show every single week just because, like, we went for my birthday. We went, um, I was like, let's see what shows are going on around my birthday, which is like a month after we went to the first show. So I hadn't been to a single show other than that. Other than that. And uh, UCW, back, in, back when he was in Bay City at that church, showed up. And I remember we went and... Apparently the flyer I saw had the wrong date on it because we showed up, we drove like two hours and there was not a single car in the parking lot. I was like, Oh dude, what's going on? Uh, so yeah, that stuck out to me, but we just kept going to shows all over the place. We went to UCW almost every show. Um, XICW when it came back to the hot rock, we went to almost all of those. And then we just started branching out into more and more like the processing all stars horror slam and uh yeah there are not many promotions in michigan that i did not go to as a fan i'll say that yeah yeah i've done that tour that uh just go every single weekend it feels like you're going sometimes even two shows in a single week at that <clears throat> yeah those are always fun who are some of the guys on the indie scene that you're like i i gotta go i'm going to this show just for them uh, my first show that I went to, the guys that stuck out were uh, MM3, Trey Jacobs, um, Adam Wick, El Ridiculoso. Those were just some of the guys I saw, and I was like, yeah, I got to follow these guys everywhere. <laughs> you know, I just got to keep going and watching them. And then a couple years go by, those are still my guys. And then guys like Alex Van Zandt show up, and uh, guys like AVZ and man i want to thinking avz has always been one of my favorites uh and jerzyko if you guys remember jerzyko he was my favorite wrestler as a fan i loved that guy um yeah there's just so many like juntai avz when i started branching out to more shows you know you start seeing a ton of really good wrestlers that you might not have seen in other promotions so so i got to go to all of them right <laughs> Yeah, exactly, exactly. <clears throat> Big fan of ABCs here, that's for sure. And shout out El Ridiculoso. It's been a, I haven't seen him in a long, long time. I miss that dude. <clears throat> but uh, I'm gonna pass it over to Big Kaz, and we're gonna get into your career here a little bit. All right, for sure. What's up, Xander? And uh, we'd like to say happy early birthday to you right now. We know it's Thank coming you. up, so um, everybody, reach out when you hear this. Reach out. Make sure you tell Xander. Happy birthday. But let's get into your career, man. You mentioned uh, Truth Martini, but not everybody knows. So where did you start your training, what the school was, and who was your trainers? So I started training in October 3rd of last year. And the trainers at the House of Truth were uh, Truth Martini and Sean Tyler. Um, and it was it was a 12-week course, right? um four days a week four hours a day and it was it was an insane experience um 
because you learned so much from both of these guys just all the time. Like there wasn't a single time in class where I was like, like you just learned so much, you know, they just have so much knowledge to spread. And it was insane learning from somebody like truth martini who I used to watch on TV, you know, kind of a surreal moment for you actually. I mean, I know you've seen him around on the independence before, but like actually getting in his ring at the house of truth, being trained by him, uh, what was going through your mind at that moment? Oh man. I remember the first day I walked in because before then you don't, you know, you don't really get to know him or you don't really talk to him too much, you know, shook his hand. I remember filling out my paperwork and I looked at my grandma and I was like, well, can't really go back now. <laughs> um, so I just had to keep going. There were definitely times where it got rough for me mentally. Um, but that doesn't matter because you just got to keep going through it, you know, and I'm very happy I did. Uh, yeah, there were definitely moments where I was like getting really down on myself and I was like, hey, man, this is it. Like, this is way too much, but it wasn't. And I'm very happy that I made it through and that I can live out this dream a little bit, you know? Yeah. I mean, we're happy for you to tough it out. Like you said, like Josh said earlier, uh, you being a fellow fan, we got to know you a little bit. You were like another one of the little buddies, the little crew. Um, and to see you take that progression and stuff like that, uh, congratulations on that. And we're happy for you on there. That first bump, how did it feel? And uh, what was going through your mind at that point? Oh, man. <laughs> um, first bump was – first correct bump felt great. Um <laughs> First bump that I took in training was, oh, man, it was kind of rough. <laughs> but it wasn't, like, miserable. I wanted to die, like, any of that. It was, like, it was more so, like, oh, man, that sucked. I need to make it better. And when you take that first bump that you do it correctly, you know. You know you did it right because you're, like, oh, nice. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, it wasn't – it was bad, but it wasn't, like – absolutely ruined my life you know it wasn't that bad <laughs> right it was one of those moments you you knew it wasn't going to feel great but you really didn't know what to expect right right exactly so let's get into you went through the training you graduated from house of truth you got truth martini's praise you got sean tyler's praise let's get to your first match you remember that who who did you go up against and what was the emotions that you were going through right before you went through that curtain? Yeah. Um, this was at pro wrestling all-stars late December, like the 30th or the 31st. It was the Friday before new year's. Um, and it was me and LJ Lawrence, which um, I was very happy that that was my first because he was another guy that I watched for years and years. And he always stood out to me. And uh, on top of that, I mean, it was it was a show where every single match was a title match. So I it re really was a huge moment for me because not only was it my first match, um, it was against the XICW United States champion. Um, and, yeah, I, it was just crazy for me because it wasn't, like, announced beforehand or anything like that. It was more like, you know, you show up, help out, and – and then I got my match and it was crazy because 
Um, I wasn't going to say I wasn't anticipating a match, but I, I knew that this card was super stacked full of like super big matches. And just to be a part of that was crazy to me, especially for my first show. Um, and I was super nervous, but it was as soon as I walked through that curtain, it just all it all disappeared for a second. I was like, yeah, this is happening. You yeah, know? I, we couldn't tell that you were super nervous. We've seen we've seen the video. We've seen clips of it. Um, you, you did very well. If you were nervous, nobody knew. Um, what was it being like being in the locker room for the first time? Yeah, that was something else that was kind of strange to me as well. Um, not strange in a bad way. Um, but it was strange to be like, it was, it was like refreshing in a way just to know that like, like I'm in it now, you know, I'm in the locker room, I'm putting my stuff on, I'm ready to go out and wrestle in front of these people for the first time. It's, it's a feeling that I really don't know how to describe. It's kind of something that you have to experience to really truly get it, but it's a very, like, it's a very, um, rewarding or like, it's, you feel really good about it, you know, because like, you're there, you're there now and you can't really can't go back you know this is it and you made it so now how many matches have you had so far i have had three singles matches so far and you had the opportunity to wrestle in front of your hometown now were the nerves up a little bit more for that one because you're like this is this is my home i got people out there i mean you're going to in the metro detroit it's your hometown no matter where you wrestle in this area but Garden City is your home. How'd that feel? Yeah, I was definitely um, definitely a little bit more on edge because, uh, I mean, when that, sh when that show first got announced, being in Garden City, I even as a fan, I thought it was super cool because everything else was like half hour at least to go to. And now I can actually like, and now when I got announced for that show, I was like, oh, cool. That means that people can actually come watch. But then at the same time, I was like, oh, no, <laughs> people are going to come watch. And I yeah, was kind of nervous, but it was another one of those moments to where you just go out there and it all you don't think about it as much. You know, you don't think about it to the point where you psych yourself out of anything. So, yeah, I'm very honored to have had, especially this early in my career, had that moment. Um. It's definitely something that I'm not going to forget because it just not many people can say they've even wrestled in their hometown, you know, let alone one. Um, so, yeah, it was it, that was definitely something that I still look back on a couple weeks out and I'm like, yeah, well, I really just I really did that. <laughs> really cool feeling and a core memory for you. Let's get into talking about the Tragedy Boys. You are a member of the Tragedy Boys. Now, for our listeners that might not know everybody, go ahead and tell us the members and uh, kind of what uh, the goal is to do with that faction for you. So the Tragedy Boys right now, we're up to six members now that I'm officially trained. Um, Percy Drews from Ohio, Saturn Price from Ohio, um, Forever Young up here in Michigan was in like 
three other factions, but that's fine. Um, <laughs> uh, me, guest on LaRue from Indiana, and another guy making a big comeback right now after taking like a year or so off. His name is Aaron, Aaron Daniel Norman, and he's from the Columbus area as well. And uh, with the Tragedy Boys, it started as an idea um, between Percy Drews came up with it. And he was like, as a fan, one day I took a picture with him because we were always super close. And he was like, yo, do this with your hands. And I was like, okay. And I asked him, I was like, what is that? And team with each other, you know, and just kind of make that a thing. Because the Tragedy Boys right now is like, they team together somewhat but we're mostly just viewed as singles guys right now um and honestly the goal i mean we still want to be active singles competitors but the goal is honestly just take the group um all over anywhere we can and just kind of establish something there well good luck to you and that in the tragedy boys good luck to you in your singles career covered all my questions i'm going to pass it to dan omek real quick he's got something for it yeah, before I get it over to uh, Jaybird, um, Pro Wrestling Edge, I started in, in 2019 with the podcast. So, like, you're going to shows and whatever, kind of, and me starting to go to all the shows kind of aligned, and, and, and we always hit off early. You were always a big fan. You were always, from the moment I, I met you, you were wanting to be a wrestler. And so I feel like I, I've seen you all the way from the beginning. And just like, nope. Professor Ned just kept an eye on you as you've been in training and asked how, how things are going. And we've seen uh, a lot of um, stuff that maybe other people don't get to see. We've seen you in the ring a lot at, at school with Truth, where Truth has taken a lot of time with you. And Sean's taken a lot of time with you. So, so just awesome. And, you know, I've always wanted to encourage you to do this. And so many other people have. So when you had those rough moments where you didn't think you were going to make it, um, you know you have so many people in your corner that want to see you succeed because your desire and your and your ask and your you know your drive for this is unmatched by a lot of people that's been doing this a lot longer than you. So keep up the good work. Pro Wrestling Edge is proud of you, and we can't wait to see bigger and better things from Xander Bennett as it goes on. Um, PWE approved. You That's are good. definitely PWE approved. How do you do it? Yeah. Yeah. Um, I'm going to pass it over to Jaybird. Jaybird's got something cool he likes to do with you, talk about stuff not to do with wrestling. So go ahead, Jaybird. Don't mind if I do. All right, man. So, like, you got any hobbies outside the ring? Honestly, like, this is going to sound really strange, but even, like, as a fan, I didn't really do much else. Like, it was always, like, school go home and then it was always just wrestling on the weekends and like and then training it was like okay school training school training and then go to shows whenever um so not a whole lot um i was we uh a couple of friends and i before i started training we, we started a band up but we didn't do anything so that was something but it never went anywhere so i mean that could very well be in the future, but we'll see what happens with that. Um, what? It, I was gonna say, what instrument do you play? Um, I play a few. I play the guitar pretty semi decently, <laughs> um, and 
play the piano too. I started playing the piano when I was like eight. Um, I wouldn't say I play it consistently, but that's fine. Um, I played the trombone for my high school too. Um, so I played quite a few things. Um, I'm kind of just the, if you need something, he can probably pick it up, you know? <laughs> Sweet. Oh, hell yeah. I, uh, I played the trombone back in, um, was it seventh and eighth grade? And then um, I switched to the tuba there for a little bit too. <laughs> yeah. I still have my trombone in my room somewhere, <laughs> but oh, yeah. Nice. Hell yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I lost mine. I, I can't even imagine trying to play it again, <laughs> but that's pretty cool. The guitar is pretty sweet. I mean, shoot, why not? But um, would you guys be like a screamo band or? Honestly, that's, the, the reason that we didn't do anything is because none of us can sing. Um, we got a group of together and we were like, you know what, let's play play some music. And then when the time was there and we were like, you know, what do we want to do? Like, what can you guys like vocally like do? And we were all like, uh, <laughs> so I have no idea to be honest. Um, yeah, I really have no clue because we just never got to that point, but Wow. Maybe you'll find a singer wrestler person or something. Make like a wrestling <laughs> wrestling band. <laughs> but do you got any like um, Netflix shows you watch or Hulu shows or anything you're binging? Not at the moment, no. Because that was another thing too, is I was always just watching wrestling. Everybody's like, yeah, we watched this show. I was like, okay, but <laughs> I'm going to watch SmackDown, you know, <laughs> I, IWTV is killer, man. It's you can't stop watching IWTV. Once you have it, you can't ever stop because they put so much on there all the time, you know, so you just never get tired of it. Yeah, it's true. You can find yourself in a deep rabbit hole just looking up shows, especially if you go to like other states too. you find tons of people on there you've never even heard of yeah. before. Right, especially since now it's like I have friends that are on IWTV, you know, like the Tragedy Boys. They're like, yo, watch this show. Watch our tag. Okay, but I'm not going to watch just the tag match. I got to watch the whole show, you know. <laughs> so I'm, I'm seeing people that I've never seen wrestle before that are like super good. So now I'm like, okay, well, now I got to look into them, watch this promotion and this. And it's time consuming, but it's like, it's good though. Yeah, definitely. That's how you get some learned stuff and then find promotions and they might just pick you up too. So that's definitely a good idea. Hell yeah. Um, well, shoot, just wrestling then. You're a big wrestling fan. Okay, I got you. So you got, as far as I can remember, as long as I've known you, you've always had long hair. You ever would, you ever think about shaving it and do like a mohawk or change it up and do something crazy with it? You know, I have had short hair before. But I didn't like it because I thought that it made my head look weird. Uh, I don't know why. I just said, this doesn't look good. And then I realized that growing it back out, you have so many points. That it's just so awkward to keep up with. So I'm like, you know what? I might as well try it long and see how it goes. And it just stuck. You know, so and now I look like Sean Tyler. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but no, oh, hell that's yeah. Yeah. Go with it. Go with the flow. Maybe one right. day you'll just wake up and freak out and just cut it all off or something. That's honestly what happened to me when I had I had long hair for a long time and then 
one day it was just like ah time to cut it cut it real short too <laughs> i mean we'll see <laughs> yeah definitely but um shoot i don't know you boys got any other questions and did you catch elimination chamber over the weekend yes yeah I watched how'd it. you like it i enjoyed it personally um I know I saw a lot of people saying like, oh, it was predictable, this, this. I thought it was great. Um, I don't think really any matches were like hard to watch, you know? Mm-hmm. And I just, honestly, I just, I watched the whole thing because you never know what matches are going to like surprise you, you know? Like there's certain matches you see and you're like, oh, it's be too good. And then you watch it and it's like one of the best matches on the card, you know? So I, I enjoyed all of it. The main event was... Ooh, man. <laughs> Only way it would have been better is if Sammy would have won. I, I enjoyed the pay-per-view, too. The main event was spectacular. And, yeah, uh, it, it, only if you would have won. That's the only way that that match would have went any better than the way it did. Yeah, but I'm looking forward to Roman and Cody at WrestleMania. I think that's going to be really good, too. Yes. So, not, like, mad about it, but because I know that the WrestleMania match is going to be super good. So, I'm looking forward to that, too. No, I got one. You, you mentioned you watch a lot of IWTV. What are some of your favorite promotions to watch on there? What are ones that have been standing out to you? Oh, man, a lot. Uh, Action Pro is really good. Um, and then there's, like, Beyond is super good. And you watch a lot of good deathmatch stuff, too. If people like deathmatches, there's a ton of good deathmatch stuff on there, like ICW, RPW, super good. Um Flophouse is super good, obviously. Um, not that that's a deathmatch show, but that just came in my mind. Flophouse is super good. I've really liked watching Flophouse. Um, and then there are a lot of other shows like in the Midwest, like uh, HCW in Indiana, I like a lot. Um, and then, yeah, there's just a ton. Like, uh, shoot, Circle Six is good. I like Circle Six. There's just so much. Yeah, IWTV just has so much of everything. Like, there's something for everybody on there. And one of my favorite deathmatch companies that I've watched on there was uh, Deathmatch Down Under. And I started watching that because we had Joe Bateman on the show before his first tour in the States. And uh, it's funny because the, the title of the first show I watched of theirs was called Not Here to Fuck Spiders. And they have the second one coming up. I don't know why that was the title, but it was a fantastic show. You got to see a lot of down under guys, a little bit different wrestling. They use different light tubes down there. They are a little bit crazier. He talked about spiders when he was on the podcast. Yes, he did. He There's did something talk. that he doesn't like about spiders. There's one thing about Xander that me and Xander kind of have in common. If you want to know about some of the most like, Indie, indie wrestlers that you don't get to see about uh, around Michigan. I think Xander and I are two people that he can pluck somebody that wrestles out of, um, out of like Arizona and and tell you about it. Like you are definitely a student of of, of professional wrestling. Um, so are there anybody that sticks out to you that you've seen recently on a show that we don't get to see around this area? Ooh. Man, there are a lot. Um, one guy, the first guy that 
mind is Aaron Atlas in Indiana. I'm sure you guys have heard of him. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm not sure if he's on Flophouse or not. I'm but a Aaron huge Atlas. Aaron Atlas guy. I love Aaron Atlas. I love the whole group that he's got. But Aaron Atlas is is one of my favorites that we don't get to see here in Michigan. Yeah, me too. Um, yeah, and I've never met him, so I'm not, like, biased in any way. Like, he's just super good in the ring. And I haven't seen anything from him that wasn't, like, super good, in my opinion. Um, one of my buddies, uh, Fletch Malone, the vape god, Fletch Malone, I like him a lot um, in terms of in-ring, too. I think he's super good and super underrated because everybody just saw him from the vape god gimmick, you know. So he ditched it recently. Um, okay. So now I hope people can uh, really look at his uh, in-ring work and bring him back up here. I know he wrestled for uh, F5 up here, and that's where I saw him for the first time. But he just recently moved back down to Georgia. So, yeah. And then there are a lot of guys in, like, California and Arizona. Like, Championship Wrestling from Hollywood was one of my favorite promotions to watch um, before they rebranded it um, because it switched off of – I think they took it off of Fight TV, but it was free a couple years back. I remember watching that. It's on YouTube now because I watched it it today, actually. I watched – I watched their red carpet rumble match from from earlier in the year today. So, yeah, they have a lot of really good people, and uh, or at least they used to. I haven't watched it recently, but I know they used to have a lot of really good wrestlers. Like El Ridiculoso was on there like ten years ago. So, and then there were guys like L.A. Knight that started over there. You know, um, yeah, there's just a yeah. huge. <laughs> Peter Avalon yeah. started there. Yeah, Peter Avalon. Peter Avalon was my favorite on that show. He was always, always my favorite. Um, his match with David Arquette, I remember. Uh, yeah, yeah, Peter Avalon, David Arquette. That was so good. Um, yeah, and then like a lot of guys that are wrestling on that uh, New Japan, New Japan Strong, are from that area. Um. Like uh, Bad Dude Tito and uh, – oh, what's his name? His name used to be Shea Cabrera. I don't know if it still is because I haven't kept up with it in a while, um, at least that tag team. But they used to be super good there, and I heard that they're on uh, New Japan Strong. So they're pretty good. And then, shoot, yeah, California's got so many great wrestlers. Like that whole – that whole area is just so big for wrestling. I feel like, especially right now. So is California on your list of where you want to go, Russell? Definitely. Um, there's a lot of places. Honestly, I don't think there's anywhere where I'd say I wouldn't want to go, you know, just at least just travel and see what, see what it's about, you know, because I mean, if there's wrestling there, something's gotta be going right. Right. Um, so yeah, it's definitely just, Got to work on getting a car right now and then going out on my own, which it's uh, kind of been – I mean, it's not holding me back at all right now, especially just starting out. But it's something that I need to do, like, very, very soon so I can start moving um, and going on my own – like, going my own way for, in terms of, like, bookings. You know, I don't have to worry about finding a ride with somebody else, you know. But, that, yeah, after I get that sorted out, then I definitely just want to go anywhere I can. Um, anywhere I can learn from whoever I can and just try to better myself, you know? 
So we asked Percy this question the first time we had him on, and his answer was no. But, however, uh, usually when people answer this question no, uh, it triggers their mind, and in the future it turns into a yes. I know you're early in your career, but has there been ever any thought about one day Xander getting into deathmatch wrestling? Absolutely. <laughs> okay. Absolutely. Percy was so adamant to us he was not going to do death matches. And I don't know if it was six months later. Yep. <laughs> he was begging, begging people to put him in a death match. So, oh, yeah, he won a death match title in he, Milwaukee yep. like, shortly after he told us no. <laughs> him and Chase had a hardcore match at RPW. I think that was his first taste of it. And once he had that little taste of it, he, he, was, he was sold. Yeah, I remember he filmed that promo in my grandma's front yard for his match with Chase. Like, Dude, what, what's going on? He goes, I just need you to film this real quick. I was like, okay. Uh, yeah. Yeah, he is – yeah. You could do a whole interview about Percy and we'd be here all day. Um, but, yeah, that's definitely something I'd at least want to try out. You know, I'm not saying that I would want to do strictly death matches, but it's definitely something that has it's always been like – even as a fan, like I've always thought it was super interesting. Um, I know a lot of people aren't like big deathmatch fans, but I really enjoy them. Um, so yeah, I would not be opposed to getting into death matches sometime down the line. Like I'm not saying like next week, but uh, we had one of our first encounters with Percy, not to make this a Percy thing, but uh it was during the uh it was during the pandemic, and of course, you know, around here. We were there wrestling wherever they could put a ring. And we were at somebody's house. I won't say whose house it was, but he looked up at the roof and said, who's the homeowner? And and I want to see if I can jump off the second story roof. That was one of our first interactions with Percy. So Xander don't go jumping off roofs anytime soon like uh, Percy wanted to. No, I – shoot. I've already sworn my ACL twice in my life. I don't need to do it again right now. Uh, he can do his kicks and all that off the garage or whatever, but that's that's not for me. <laughs> Who would you want to face in your first death match? If you could choose right now anybody to fight for your first death match, who would it be? Man, that's tough, too, because there are so many people that are so good, um, especially in death matches right now. Um, I'm not sure about first, but I know somebody I really want to wrestle is Brandon Kirk. Um, I really like Brandon Kirk a lot. And I think that that would be super cool. So he's definitely on my list. Who else is on that list? Just a, a couple of them that come to you. <clears throat> oh man. Like Tommy Vendetta is killing it right now in the death match scene. I got to shout him out too, because he's, He's not. He's he's killing it. In normal wrestling. He's killing it. In death matches right now. This guy's doing everything he can. So he's he's definitely on there too. Singles matches or death matches. He's definitely somebody that I know I could learn a lot from and definitely uh, have a really good match with. And then people always, uh, even as a fan, I always wanted to wrestle Briar Wellington. He was always on my list, and I got to. Uh, he eliminated me from the rumble on my first show. So got a little bit of that. So maybe down the line, I might have to uh, answer that open challenge and see how that goes. Yeah. We love Briar. 
Um, maybe one day when you do dip your toes in, we can have a tragedy boy versus tragedy boys, you and Percy in a death match one day. Oh, yeah. We've joked about that before. Um, it wasn't really a joke, but uh, we so his girlfriend didn't get super mad. But uh, we definitely <sighs> have talked about it before. He said he'd be down for it. I know I definitely am. I'm down with it. You know. Well, let's finally... not rush you in a death matches, but like I said, that's always the question we ask everyone that comes on. Right, yeah. It's definitely be nice to just uh, shut Percy up for a few minutes, so that's definitely... <laughs> <laughs> well, before we let you go, Xander, where can the people find your social medias? And do you have merch yet or upcoming soon? Not yet. We're working on designs right now. Um, but the Tragedy Boys Brainbuster tease is coming out very soon. So uh, the Tragedy Boys merch will be up very soon on brainbustertees.com. Um, and as far as social media goes, I'm working on getting my matches up on YouTube right now. So I'm starting a YouTube channel very soon. It's just going to be Xander. Um, Instagram is Xander Bennett Pro. Uh, Twitter is the same thing. And Facebook is Xander Bennett. And I also have the boy next door Xander Bennett page to like as well. Yeah, so everyone go like that uh, boy next door Xander Bennett page. And, uh, and, and give him some love there. What do you got coming up? Um, so I'm talk about. So I have a big, big weekend coming up in March. I got three shows back to back to back. Um, TKW on the 17th. Um, not sure if I'll be wrestling there, but I know I'll be there. Um, Grizzly Pro on the 18th. I'm wrestling there. And then on the 19th is the big XICW Proving Ground Fight for Your Spot. So definitely a big weekend there. Um, and then just March 31st, it's me and Jamie Eternal at uh, FU. So... And then I'll just, I think, I'm pretty sure I'll be at Horror Slam on Friday. Um, and then Metro Pro on the 10th. What a story. Oh, yeah. First independent wrestling show in the area was XICW. And now he's fighting for a chance to be on the next season. Of That's awesome. A proving ground. Yeah, it's awesome. it's insane to me, too, because... I always saw XICW as like the top show as a fan. I was like, XICW is the place to be all the time. Like it's super great. And it's only the best wrestlers. And to know that I have a chance to be a part of that this early is really crazy because like, I mean, not even just proving ground, but like the people that have been in XICW, are like all like super talented people. You get super huge names coming in to wrestle for them. And like, just to be a part of that in, in my first few months even is insane. Like, even if I don't get the spot in proving ground right away, like it's still something that like, I'm not just going to brush it off and just ignore it. You know, I got to work towards getting there because that's what I want to do. And that's always been a goal of mine is to wrestle for XICW. So getting at least this this fight for your spot match, you know, is very it's it's very surreal to me because it's like a huge circle coming together, you know. 
like uh, the 14 year old kid shaking Jimmy Jacobs hand to the merch table. And now I'm wrestling for a chance to be on proving ground. Yeah, it's crazy. That's awesome. That's awesome. Anybody got anything else? Anything else? I, just, I got one last thing for him, and I want to say, um, is there anybody that you want to give thanks to or that has been there for you that you want to show some appreciation to before we let you get out of here? Oh, man, there's a lot of people that um, I'm really super grateful for. I mean, even in the business, there's a lot of people. Like, first, like, Truth Martini and Sean Tyler, like, without them, I mean, obviously – not only would I not have been trained by now and like clear to compete, you know, they also helped me a lot mentally, like get through it and keep going all the time. And I know that they both are people I can reach out to whenever. And that really keeps me going too. Um, and then guys like Alex Van Zant, um, all the tragedy boys, uh, Chase Burnett too. Chase Burnett's been super, super helpful in training so far out on shows like chase burnett's always been super helpful he's actually the guy who uh came up with the boy next door thing so i definitely got to shout him out there because he's really helped help me a lot um yeah just there's so many people i feel like my list of uh my list of people that i'm thankful for is probably anybody oh if you say a name i'll probably give you a reason why they are um very important to me right now so yeah those are just a few of them but yeah. Awesome. Well, thanks a lot for coming on and hanging out with us for this little bit, Zane. We greatly appreciate it, man. And I'm pretty sure I'll see you beforehand, but good luck at XI, bro, because that is really badass. Really pulling for you to come out on top for that one. Thank you. Really proud for everything you're doing. Like legit living your boyhood dreams. So I'm mean, you're, you're living a good life right now, man. I love it. Have a good one, man. We'll talk to you later. Yeah, you too. Thank you, guys. That's, yeah, just, that's just an awesome story to, to him get to go full circle and even get an opportunity at XI be the first end show that he went to. That'd be so cool. That's pretty cool. Oh, that place would pop like crazy, too. But before we get into our discussion, or talk of uh elimination chamber because we had our own little elimination chamber party that we'll get into here right after the ad read so if you're in the thumb or tri-city area and you're looking for landscaping commercial cleaning or moving reach out to handy eddie's eddie dillon at 989-901-1855 for a free estimate. Um, Eddie's doing his thing. He's hitting the streets. He's doing great things. So shout out to Eddie Dillon. If you're looking for graphic design work with uh, quick turnaround times and affordable pricing, reach out to Tony Garrix at Graphics by Garrix. Um, he's done a lot of work for us. So, so check his work out if you're interested in that. Brain Jerk Entertainment, one of our long-time standing partners. Um, they're back in the podcast game. Um, I'm waiting on the complete list of the podcasts that they're launching and have recently launched. 
But check out all their content at brainjerk.com, Brainjerk Entertainment Company on Facebook, Brainjerk Company on Instagram, TikTok, YouTube, name it. They're all over the place. So check them out. Ryan, Josh, and the crew over there do, do some fantastic stuff. Combat One Wrestling, May 5th, Cinco de Mayo. Combat One comes back with Combat Uno, a Cinco de Mayo celebration. Get your tickets at Eventbrite. Tickets will be going fast. Uh, don't wait for the door because they won't be available. But check them out. Already announced for the, mat, for the show, Laredo Kid from AAA we making his Combat One wrestling debut. Also, in the main event, has been announced, Rhino will take on Hernandez, former member of LAX, Impact Wrestling. So make sure you go online and find them at Combat One Wrestling, or Combat One on Facebook, Combat One Official on Instagram and Twitter. Um, they're on IWTV. If you haven't seen what they're doing yet, you are missing out. Um, the last show was amazing. Me and Bernard was out there doing the show, um, holding it down while everybody was on vacations and, and busy with work. So check out Combat One Wrestling. Uh, it's quickly growing to one of the best promotions in the state. So check them out. And of course, we're Chinstrap Jesus guys. Uh, Mr. Main Event, Kyle Barrett. Shout out to him. Strip. Yeah, you know, like we kind of touched on a little bit with Xander. We watched Elimination Chamber. I thought it was overall a pretty good show. I enjoyed it. I did see it getting a lot of hate online. I don't know why. I just people always gotta hate. Nobody can ever enjoy shit anymore. But yeah. I loved it. I, I I thought my favorite match, I mean, I think all of us probably have the men's elimination chamber. I would have to say probably it was well-rounded. Montez Ford tore fucking roof off. He was MVP of that night, in my opinion. Uh, the main event went down. I mean, Sammy came up short, but damn, was it a fight. That place was loud, too. They waited a good five minutes before they started fighting. The story just... Leading up to it over the last year, what had happened recently, and uh, Sammy being in front of his his wife and kids, and it was very—you can feel the emotions coming through the TV for that. Yeah, I think a lot of people are disappointed with Sammy not winning, but I think if you look at that storyline, it goes. There's so much depth to that. And we still don't know what's going on with Jay um, as he was asked to take the chair. And he kind of looked like, was he going to hit Roman? Was he not? Was he going to hit Sammy? Uh, I think it's so much bigger than just Sammy not winning the title. I think it's still great that we're going to get Cody Rhodes and, and Roman Reigns, which this has been – this story has went on for a damn near a decade. You know, Cody Rhodes not getting his due in WWE, leaving – going out on the indies you know starting having a huge part of starting the what is the most viable competition uh to wwe and then coming back home wanting to be brought back home by by the upper management and the people 
uh, that's in charge of WWE and, and, and then coming back and tearing his pack and having amazing matches with Seth Rollins and then winning the rumble. And I mean, that, that story is, is, is amazing. I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing what happens at Mania. Yeah. I thought the girls, um, Elimination Chamber was pretty dope too. The women's, that was pretty cool. Yeah, Oscar taking the victory on that one—that was pretty wicked. Liv getting double submissions—that was nuts. Yeah, that was crazy. Yeah, that. that was a great match too. You know, I don't think there was a bad match. You know, no. I just think everybody was on the, uh, and you know. Everybody was on the Sammy train, and I get it. Sammy's the, probably the most over babyface right now, but they, there's still more to that story. That story's not over just because Sammy didn't win. There's still a lot more, and KO and Sammy's right in the middle of that. So I'm looking forward to seeing what happens as, as the time goes on before we get to uh, WrestleMania. Big case, anything you want to touch on on Elimination Chamber? I mean, the whole show was fantastic, like we all said, even, you know, besides the chamber matches, the main event, just everything as a whole, I think we all gave it kind of like a B rating. Um, we have a new a new word that we're going to start using at shows for, <laughs> you can't say botch anymore. Don't yeah. say botch. But we'll never, never not say banger. I'm just going to put that out there right now. Oh, banger. 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 The whole show was a banger. I loved it. Um, anybody got any last words? Peace, we out. <laughs>